Hi, this is Ankita. In today's episode of Made of Poems, I will be reading to you a column which was originally published in Pune Mirror back in October of 2009. The title of the column is A Reason to Revolt. The writer of this column is unspecified, sadly. So, here it goes. Every time the Maoists strike, I am reminded of my boyhood in Tezpur, a pretty little town tucked away on the banks of the Brahmaputra. I am rewinding to years between 1985 and 1991 when I began to understand that something was not right with the boys I grew up admiring. My heroes were not famous bards like Bhupen Hazarika. My heroes were boys who were barely 18 and could beat up five punks single-handedly or catch that ultimate sequined hillsa fish in mountain streams. They were everyday heroes, kind, extraordinary, simple, to the point of bumpkinity. On my 15th birthday, one of my young heroes disappeared. Slowly, more boys vanished, especially from one post-box villages. Some never came back. just like the 5000 students and intellectuals who disappeared or were killed under mysterious conditions between 1969 and 1979 for their maoist leanings those that returned were different they stopped smiling they had bruised elbows they looked rock solid shirts buttoned to their adam's apple of their now muscular necks they spoke about the revolution during football matches they espoused a motherland free of the mias and a stealing government that took our tea and oil and gave no jobs these boys were angry that the border forces let in refugees for fee or sex this was a time when the united liberation front of assam was at its peak it was also a time of a strangely private liberation many of the older folks steamrolled by the system till then suddenly started telling corrupt cops babus and politicians that they were women the boys had emasculated the government at last somebody had grown a spine of maoist make ulfa or ulfa had a sizable popular support base then people did not mind hiding the boys in their homes to keep them safe from the army which had a suspect human rights record especially in the border towns most of the boys who joined the ulfa we got to know through inside channels who left for guerrilla training in kachi burma were graduates who didn't want to bribe employers Some were bright dropouts starting at nothing jobs at land eaten away by loans some were lured by the glamour of the gun and extorted motorcycles like all organizations the ulfa peaked and then began degenerating into a group which had gone beyond the point of no return i find it ironical that the ulfa top brass ended up in chittagong bangladesh we need to ask this question why do people rebel just like criminals a society deserves the rebels it gets as our cities consolidate on a global dream that includes about 25% of india interior bharat suffers from ulcers caused by starvation
The Maoist should have been quashed easily since the Indian infantry is one of the largest in the world. Maoists have only about 20,000 rebels who don't have more than 10,000 firearms. But it is not as easy because they are fighting a war they believe in. They are not doing it as a career or for salary. For most of them, it is the only way out. The gun is the last resort of a man who is too proud to beg. It is easy to sit in our air-conditioned environment and pontificate about the fox who gets striped by feudal lords, the army, or simply by circumstances that we choose to overlook. The real solution requires commitment so that the spoils of democracy can be shared democratically. Finally, everyone wants a life of relative peace and wealth. We have to ensure people have fewer reasons to rebel. Or it won't be easy to rid ourselves of those who have lost faith in elected government. Experts must stop intellectualizing on violence and focus on basic stuff like jobs and creation of wealth. Generally speaking, rebels give depth to a society. The best poetry is written during bad times like war. But ironically, a rebel is cherished in society only if he's not against the government. If a woman drops her clothes and dashes out in the beach, that's cool rebellion. If Osho says marriage needs to be broken down because it is doomed to be the breeding ground of boredom, that's interesting rebellion. But if a rebel decides to kill the landlord who has whipped him for four generations and paid off the police, that becomes a crime? We have to be consistent about what we approve. Similarly, the rebels needs to understand that every time he blows off a bridge, it hits him with greater force. True rebellion requires genius. That is why Nobel laureate Muhammad Yunus, rebellion against the usual banking industry, his micro-loan initiatives, works far better than killing the rich landlord. Deep down, I can't reconcile with bloodshed. Even when I lose the argument, it is anti-life. And we fight to live well. Rebels who kill have not made the world better. Their methods drag them to the same garbage pile that their oppressors stand on.